I think we figured it out. <laughs> I hope so. Two fucking hours later. You're right. And we're back. Yeah. We are... We're something. Yeah. No. The last two hours have been a fucking disaster. Yeah. Yeah, but we... I mean, realistically, should have had a full episode recorded by now. We should have had, like, two recorded by now. Like, rough drafts. Yeah. But... I don't know. Kind of got me feeling a little bit stabby. <laughs> I mean, kind of ironic given our episode that we're recording. Well, child age murderers, I guess. You youthful murderers? That sounds Maybe. like a compliment. I don't want it to I be mean... a compliment. Um. Anyways. <laughs> well. I guess we're jumping into Canada today instead of, you know, the good old U.S. Jazz. I'd say A, but we're basically from there, so I'm not going to do that. That's true. I mean, Canada's like 20 miles to the north right now, so you got a little bit more room for you. Yeah, now, but I graduated three miles from the border crossing. I graduated six miles from the border, so... You got me beat, but not by much. <laughs> not by much. Okay. Triple murder. I thought she was like 14. She was 14 when she was sentenced. She was 12 years old when she was arrested. Oh, okay. That makes that makes sense. Because I remember like 13, 14 being in there somewhere. And I could not remember how exactly it works. I haven't heard this case for a long time, so. Well, I mean, her boyfriend was double her age. Was he? Yeah, she was, well, just about, I guess. She was 12 and he was 23. Oh, okay, yeah. But her parents were 48 and 42, so, I mean, never too late to have children, I suppose. You cut out. You said never too late to have children. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Her parents were 48 and 42, okay. so never too late to have children. Yeah. I mean, that kind of puts them at 30 and 36. Right. And then her brother is eight years old at the time of the murders. So. You know, people always talk about like having kids later in life is, is not easier in a biology, from a biology standpoint, but easier from like a financial standpoint and stuff and that may be but like having children late in life sounds hard I feel like it sounds me. terrible like by the time I am kind 48 of. I want to be like on vacation every couple months kind of thing like I, I, I don't know that I want to be raising a 12 year old and an 8 year old yeah yeah, I'd I'd like to get a get a jump on it, and, and you know, by the time I'm about fifty, have the kids be graduated into college. Right, and, right. Know. Well, on April twenty third, two thousand six, 
at 304 Cameron Road, Medicine Hat, Alberta. This 12-year-old killed not only her parents, but also her 8-year-old brother, along with her 23-year-old boyfriend accomplice. If you haven't caught up yet, this is the story of, like, Mm. Jasmine Richardson. So, supposedly, I have two different sources here. One says that they met at a rock concert in 2006. You know, and actually, both of those do sound familiar because I heard, I remember hearing the rock concert one, like a, you know, small town show or whatever. But I also remember hearing the internet thing, and I think it's because she spent so much time, like, you know, the texting or the IMing. The social media site that they claim that they met on was called Nexopia. They also were a part of a social media site called Vampire Freaks. The messages... Oh my gosh, that brings back memories I don't want to think about. The messages on Nexopia were public, so after the murders, their accounts were removed. But on their Vampire Freaks, which... Both of them identified as gothic and active, and they had active accounts on this social media site after they were arrested. So her handle was Runaway Devil, which actually they made a movie about. She claimed to be 15 years old, claiming herself as bisexual, Wiccan, nocturnal, awkward, a deep thinker, and insane. First of all, if you're 12 years old, how do you claim to be Wiccan? Wiccan is, Wiccan's kind of a religion, so I mean, you can kind of claim is that it? at any point in time. Yes, Wiccan is a form of paganism. It's like, I thought um, it was like, you worship oh. the earth, basically. It's considered witchcraft right, by most that's what people, I always but thought it was. the main, yeah, no, the main focus of it is worshiping the earth and the elements more than witchcraft but i mean it's regardless i think at 12 years old she probably shouldn't be putting these things on the internet and the whole like quirky deep thinker just makes me cringe like i was not a deep thinker at 12 yeah but i mean so i saw this thing the other day it'll add a little bit i promise this is not like a weird random tangent but i saw this thing the other day where someone had briefly brought up um, age gaps and they were talking about in teenagers like you know how when you're 16 dating an 18 year old it's not that big of a deal when you're 15 dating a 17 year old it's not that big of a deal but you add that year and people get real weird about a 14 year old dating a 17 year old or a 13 year old dating a 16 year old like you know so for some reason I'm looking at it like a she was only 12 but she was claiming to be 15 and there's a lot of maturity difference there between a 12-year-old. Yeah, and but at the same time, 15 dating a 23-year-old is just about as bad as a 12-year-old dating a 23-year-old. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. When you're looking at their age gap, <laughs> it's bad. It doesn't matter how old yeah. she is, it's bad. Yeah, no, super inappropriate. That's just like, I don't know if it would be pedophilia because, well, this guy claimed to be a 300-year-old werewolf who had a taste of blood and he wore a vial of blood around his neck. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure how 
mature he would be considered, but uh, yeah, pedophilia. I mean, he's a pedophile. That that. So counts. in his bio, that he counts. claims his interests are scarification, pain, kinky fetishes, blood, and razor blades. Am I God's champion or Satan's angel? My dude, I understand you're trying to make yourself sound like a badass. You are not. I don't know if you've seen this guy, but... Um, I don't remember. (sighs) It's cringy. He kind of looks like a string bean with eyeliner on. I love that. I don't know what else to... I, it's not, it's not good. Whatever it is, it's not good. A string bean with eyeliner. (laughs) If you saw a picture of him, you would get what I'm saying. Honestly, he's like really tall. I mean, apparently really tall, very skinny. And he wears this really thick, like, I'm 12 years old and trying to put makeup on for the first time. And, you know, my scene kid days. Oh, okay. You, you okay. see it now? Yes, I had to look it up. Yeah. He looks like he would be a ginger if he let his hair grow out, which is not slamming gingers. I actually cannot slam gingers. We, I mean, you know we that. are one, so. Exactly. But, like, if you look, he definitely looks like he is trying to be, like, a badass. Oh, for figure. sure. And it's weird. It's weird mix. Right. Well, well, these two would sit up and like, you know, IM each other, DM each other, whatever you want to terminology you want to use. But um, Jasmine wrote him a text um, in their preferred way of communicating. Apparently she's 12 um, stating, quote, I have a plan. It starts with me killing them and ends with me living with you. I mean, well, Jasmine, honey, you can wish in one handed shit in the other and see which one fills up yeah, faster. Yeah. I don't think they're going to let you move in with your boyfriend if you kill your whole family. You're 12 years old. You shouldn't even be like spending the night at your friend's house more than a night. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. You shouldn't even have boys over for a sleepover at 12 years old. No. No, you should not. So why would what I I wanna I'm kinda curious what in her little like twelve year old mind was thinking if I get rid of them I can live with this. This is gonna work. I I don't know what she wasn't thinking like I'll be an orphan. CPS adoption agencies like foster system. You know, like a logical twelve year old would think. Yeah, Child Protective Services is going to take me away. No. No, logically, they were going to let her boyfriend adopt her if her whole family was just somehow murdered. And she definitely didn't do it. No, but it just, it just cringes. It it just, I'm speechless. Like, even at 12 years old, you can't be that dumb. Well... Apparently some people can. Well, anyway, so Jasmine basically planned the murders of her parents, and she pushed Jeremy to help her. 
obviously motive being that they did not. I mean, her parents didn't want, want her dating a 23-year-old. Any logical set of parents would do the same thing. Yeah, how dare they? They don't even know this man. I mean, he's just a man trying to date their literal child right. daughter. But how dare they? They don't know any better than he does. Right. She does. I mean, for all they knew, this was some creep that she met on the internet. I mean, it very well could have been, depending on the source that you go by. Yeah. So, she didn't plan on killing her brother. We'll, I will get there. <laughs> that that was not part of her plan. Um, the night before the murders, uh, actually, I take that back, sorry. Three days before the murders took place, uh, Stanky wrote in his journal, quote, payment. My lover's rents are totally unfair. They say that they really care. They don't know what is going on, just assume. As their greed continues to consume, she is slowly going insane. It's all total bullshit. Their throats I want to slit. They will regret the shit they've done, especially when I see it that they are gone. They shall pay for their insolence. Finally, there shall be silence. Their blood shall be payment. That, I mean, that is a mix of, like, a 15-year-old wannabe tough guy talk and, like... 12-year-old, I'm gonna I, move out! No, like, not even just that, but, like, all the kids... Okay, you're not gonna tell me you didn't know that one kid in school who used, quote, big words... Because they were trying to convince everyone that they were really smart. Right. Their insolence. Yeah. Petulance. Well, the day before the murders, they watched their favorite movie, Natural Born Killers. Which, from the gist that I looked okay. up on IMDb, was basically this teenage couple that wanted to be get they wanted to be together, so they killed her parents. Yeah, that's it. I've actually seen the movie. It's not great. I don't think it's a good movie, but... Apparently, they did. It was their favorite. Well, to each their own, I yeah, guess. Yeah, so, I mean, it was some sort of, like, tribute or something, I guess. I don't know. They just... We're gonna watch this movie to pump us up for murdering people. Yeah, that seems like a really odd choice, but... So... Right. So, I mean, the night of the murders, Jeremy snuck into the family's basement. Um, he was high and drunk on more than one substance. And her mom was the first one he came into contact with, and he stabbed her 12 times. Um, her husband came to her aid, and he tried to fight Jeremy off, um... Ultimately, he was stabbed 24 times, including nine deep stab wounds to the back. Her father's last words to him were, why are you doing this? And Jeremy answered back, it's what your daughter wanted. Okay. I mean, Jeremy, no. creepy as fuck, don't get me wrong. But also, that poor man. I mean... You live 42 years just to be 
stabbed to death by your 12-year-old daughter's 23-year-old boyfriend? Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, tragic. No, I... Yeah, I can't imagine... I cannot imagine, and it might be because, like, I was a fairly sane child. Like, I just can't imagine... Wait, my boyfriend... I can't imagine having a boyfriend at 12, first of all. Let's go there first. And then let's quickly venture to, when I did start dating, I can't imagine my boyfriend being like, your dad's such a fucking dick. I, I'm gonna, you know, we should kill them so we can be together. I'd be like, no. Mm-mm. No, sir. I mean, first of all... I, in fact, I'm getting a restraining order. Yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah, like, I, I don't... I don't understand. I don't understand the mindset, but that might just be because we're like partially sane. Yeah, not batshit insane and hormonal and hanging out with older dudes who are grooming us. Right. Well, I mean, we're also not teenagers, so right. Well, Jasmine met him at the stairs um, that led to the basement, and they walked hand in hand to her little brother's room. No, ma'am. Mm-mm. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. I didn't have younger siblings. I had two older brothers, obviously. And, like, first of all, I know that my brothers wouldn't murder me, but I can't imagine. I cannot imagine murdering my sibling for any reason she did not just murder him i mean this is the worst part of this whole story so she didn't plan on killing the kid jeremy didn't want him as a witness he thought that he would be a liability and that if they let him live that they would get caught so fuck you jeremy no one asked right so after her consideration she was like oh Jeremy owns the world, like, oh, he knows everything. Of course he's right. So, she caught Jacob from behind, like, bear-hugging him from behind, stabbed him in the chest. As he's, like, running around the room, he's spraying blood all over his bedroom, begging for his life, telling her, like, you know, I'm scared, I'm too young to die, this can't happen what are you doing? And she grabbed him, stabbed him in the chest, and Jeremy slit his throat from ear to ear. Oh, no, no. Yeah. And she said, she she had the audacity. She was like, well, I love him so much, I thought it would bring us closer. What? This is the mentality that she had. She was thinking that, like, her sparing his life by offing him so he didn't have to see her parents would bring them closer together. You can't get closer to your brother if you kill him. Right. That's not how it works. Also... 
you know, you loved him so much. That's not how that works. Right. Yeah, no, I get it, dude. Like, it's fucked up. You are mentally ill. Yeah, so after they've done this, they're covered in blood, obviously. They've just brutally murdered three different people. Um, They call a friend. They're like, hey, you want to come over to Jasmine's place and pick us up? You know, we're running away, whatever. So their friend Casey Lancaster comes over in her pickup and picks them up and, like, sees his bag of weapons and whatever and the knife and their bloody clothes that they're just throwing out of the truck doesn't doesn't question it at all like it's bloody knife i mean what'd you do with that nothing (laughs) none of your business like (laughs) what what did you okay Okay. So, at 1 p.m. on the afternoon after the murders, a friend of Jacob's actually went over to the house and, like, in hopes to play with the kid and notices the bodies of her parents through the basement window. Oh, no. I remember this. Yeah. So, he runs home and gets his mom, who calls the police. And upon arrival, they found not only her parents' bodies in the basement, but Jacob upstairs. And they actually initially thought that Jasmine had been abducted. So they put out an Amber Alert hoping that, like, the community can help them find her. And Inspector Brent Sikondiak of uh, Medicine Hat Police Services recalls, quote, I truly believe that this person was missing and possibly abducted. It wasn't even in the realm of possibility that she was an accused. Um. I, okay, so I, I understand the thought process there, and if you recall, there was a case not that long ago here in the U.S. where a girl was, um, her family was killed, and he abducted her. Her, It wasn't her boyfriend or anything, but, like, this guy who was obsessed with her abducted her. So I understand the thought process, but I also feel like after this happens more than once, because this is not the only case where something like this has happened— we should stop assuming. Right. We should just put out, you know, an APB, look for the person, but let's not assume that they're just not, there's no way they're involved. Right. Yeah. I'm, I fully believe that age does not exempt you from being a monster. I mean, Jeffrey no. Dahmer, Ed Gein. These people grew up. They grew up doing shady shit. She didn't. She was just a random 12-year-old that was like, well, I'm going to kill my parents. I love it. I like goth stuff, so logically the next step is to murder my whole family. Right. So the investigators actually didn't think that she had anything to do with it, obviously, until they found their writings online. They figured out, you know, they kind of put two and two together, figured out who actually committed the crimes. And they picked the two up the next day in Leader, Saskatchewan, over 80 miles away. They were found cuddling and laughing in his truck. Um, like, zero remorse. Once they were arrested um, and, you know, incarcerated, she would write Jeremy 
like letters that you'd write back and forth saying that the killings had made them immortal and they were now legends that everybody would remember forever. Their letters more so focused on the situation and their relationship. Not once did they mention or imply any remorse or regret. Okay, so let's revisit the brother again. You loved him so much you wanted to spare him the pain of seeing his parents dead. Um, they're very gruesome and, and painful death. And yet you don't feel bad about it at all? No. Question mark? It actually took no. years for her to develop any sort of remorse. And years in a treatment center, might I add. Okay, so did she develop remorse or did after years of these people hounding on her, did she realize, oh, I have to act like I'm sad about this? We'll get there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So basically their trials started on June 4th of 2007. Upon them being arrested... The Canadian law enforcement was no longer allowed to use her name in any sort of report on the case because she's underage and she's now a suspect. So they referred to her as JR in anything that they put out. Um, during these trials, she admitted that she was home on the day of the murder. Um, she was upstairs with her brother trying to cover his ears just so you wouldn't hear her parents cry for help. She said, quote, it was horrible. I didn't want him to hear it. She said that he came up the stairs and told her to kill the kid. And she, she was like, you know, I can't. And he's screaming at her, stab him, just stab him, slit his throat. And she's going, I can't, like I can't. And he says, you have to, I did this for you. Twenty-three years old, manipulating a twelve-year-old into killing her eight-year-old brother by saying, "Well, I did this." Yeah, I did this. The least you can do is do this. I killed your parents. Why don't you just slit your brother's throat? Twelve years old. If this is not a classic like manipulation. I, I don't know what is. I, mm, yeah. Yeah, I just don't... You know, I remember being a teenager. I remember being... I would say somewhat easily manipulated. I, I can remember, like, people saying things to me, and now that I think back on it, I'm like, what? Why, why would I believe that? Why would I, you know, whatever. Right. And now I'm like, you are a moron. And so I get that part, but it was, it was things like, it's, it'll be okay if you stay out a little bit later, not you need to kill your brother. Right. Well, and then she says that, um, she claimed she didn't stab him very hard, and when she did stab him, it went to the side. Um, when and then she says that when Jeremy slit his throat, that he was quote gurgling. 
We didn't need that detail, though. Oh, I mean, the story did. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, for her, when she's telling this story... From why... what I found, that was the statement that basically put her under. That was the statement that pretty much tied the knot. <laughs> like, nope, you're going, you're going to jail. <laughs> I get that. Um, I just, no, I definitely understand, I guess, that, because who, who thinks that this is a good idea? Who is like, they're asking me questions so logically, I should tell them details about how my eight-year-old brother died. Dude, I don't know. But you would be surprised to know that she pled not guilty. No one believes you. Yeah. By reason of mental mental whatever? By reason of insanity? Or what's her excuse there? She didn't give one. She just pled not guilty. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, you would be shocked to find out that on July 9th, a jury convicted her on three counts of first-degree murder. But... This is the catch. Because she was a minor, and while she lives in Canada, the maximum amount that she could be sentenced because she is a child is 10 years. She spent four in a psychiatric hospital and four of those years under supervised probation. Probation! Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The youngest person in history to be convicted of a triple homicide. So you're going to hear me say something that may not be very popular with everyone else, but I understand the concept of rehabilitation. There's a lot of other countries. Obviously, we live in the U.S. where their rehabilitation is not the forefront of, um, you know, the focus in the in the justice system but that's not a human being you can rehabilitate you should not have to teach someone to have remorse for something that dark and terrible so i understand that a lot of other places are like oh they're young there's a chance for rehabilitation that is someone that you are not going to rehabilitate well canada thinks different because now she's the poster child for rehabilitation (laughs) Yeah, I, I just disagree. Yeah. Well, Jeremy also pled not guilty. That's because Jeremy's an idiot. True. I mean, they had his confession repeatedly on tape. I mean, like, numerous times he confessed, and then he was like, wait, I didn't do this. I'm not guilty. It wasn't me. It was Patricia. Yeah, I don't know where he thought that something that he had previously stated on record was going to go away just because he changed his mind. I mean, on the bright side, on December 15th of 2008, he was sentenced on three consecutive life sentences with no possibility of parole for 25 years. As he should be. Right. So he changed his name to Jackson May. What? 
Did Jeremy. I that they proposed, like, he proposed in prison and she accepted it. So apparently they were, like, engaged or something. And I couldn't find anywhere the status of their engagement because she's now out and he is, well, rotting in prison. Well, okay. So I remember hearing something kind of, kind of about that part and everything. Here's the thing, though, and I would like to just give a little tip to Jeremy amongst other people. Um, the whole, when you meet your soulmate, like, you know, you'll do anything for them and all that. Murder is not on the table. There's a table full of things that that means. That means, I don't know, I'm not really into that, but you're really into that. So I might try it once because I know that you're really into that kind of things. I don't what it does not mean is murdering your family for you. Well, and the worst part is his lawyer appealed, claiming that he was out of his mind on drugs. Like, it's not his fault he murdered someone. He was high. Because it's not his fault that he was high. Jeremy, whose fault is it that you were high then? I don't don't get it. I just... What the fuck, Canada? (laughs) He... It's not his fault that he was high. Come again. Whose fault is it? I would like to know. Right. Because they should also be in jail then. So, again, on May 3rd, 2006, their, like, getaway driver, Casey... Yeah. She was arrested for being an accomplice and disposing of evidence, which, I mean, that's fair. She was originally charged with accessory to a murder. But she cut herself a plea deal, pleading guilty to an obstruction of justice charge and was sentenced to one year of house arrest instead. Okay. Okay. Jasmine, on the other hand... They claim she took to rehabilitation well, that she came to regret and acknowledge the nature of her crimes and was, she was released on parole in May 6th, 2016. And as long as she didn't come into any other trouble with the law in five years, so, you know, 20, 2021, the murders fell off of her record. Okay. So, not only did she get sentenced 10 years for a triple homicide, a brutal triple homicide, it will no longer be her re- on her record. And I don't think it is. I couldn't find anything else. She changed her name, and the only thing that I could find is that sources say that she's living back in the area of Medicine Hat. And the community is not happy about it. Okay. Um, I have a comment about this. Um, We obviously live in a small, or are from a smaller area. You still live there. I do not. Um, Where something pretty terrible happened. And do you remember the backlash 
that happened when the certain individual prior cop moved back into the area and was living with his brother. Oh yeah. People are pissed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was even kind of like, I wouldn't have done that personally. I mean, I wouldn't have done any of the things that he did, but I also wouldn't have moved back to said small town where you victimized people like that. So, um, minors. I mean, how you brave, dude. I mean, you're brave. Brave or just plain fucking stupid? Well, I mean, that too. That's kind of, that's how you get dead. Be, like, people people kill people for less than that. So, the officer that ran her case, um, that Sakondiak, yeah, says that he has conflicting emotions over her sentence. Um, quote, at one point I wanted her locked up forever. I don't think I'm there now. I hope she moves on and becomes a productive member of society. I don't think she's truly evil. I've met some of those people that are bad to the bone and she's not one of them. End quote. I disagree. Like, I understand I've never met this girl. I didn't have, like, a, you know, in-person interaction for the case or anything. Obviously, I, too, was 12 at the time. But, like, I just do not feel like that's accurate. Right. Like I said, she is basically the poster child for rehabilitation now. Um, Though, again, she has changed her name. No one really, I mean, I'm sure people do know where she's living, but it's not on any sort of sources I could find. Her name isn't allowed to be published, and not that it matters because she changed it, so it wouldn't do any good anyway. Right. Her case had more press attention and public interest than any parasite case in the world. And anybody that doesn't know what parasite is, it's basically the murder of your parents, family, guardian. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Some members of the community say that she deserves a second chance at life, while others say if you do the crime, you should do the time. And I'm kind of curious, like, what our listeners think about this. Like... Can someone please send in some sort of email or something? Just tell us what you think about this case in particular. Like, do you think that she should have been let off and given a second chance? Or are you kind of in the same boat as we are and, like, think there's no way people like that change? It doesn't matter if you're 12 years old or you're 40. If you murder someone, you meant to do it. And, you know, something else kind of on top of that is, like, the other thing about this that I guess I'm thinking about is they say that, you know, five years after she got off her probation or whatever it was, um, that she could, it would be expunged from her record and she it wouldn't be on her record anymore. And I guess the part that concerns me with that is, does that mean that she is now free and literally no one is paying any attention to her? No one's watching her at all? Yes. That's like, I don't, oh. I was even looking to see if there was maybe like a witness, like a, you know, protection program or something just because, well... You murdered three people. I do know, I found that her family doesn't really have anything to do with her anymore. Nothing about that surprises me. Right. So she's basically 27 years old, living on her own. 
literally on her own because she has nobody. She's an outcast. She can do anything now. She has a completely different name. As far as I know, the murders have been dropped off of her record. It's easy to become a different person if you need to. And I kind of feel like she's done that. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that thought at all. Well, it's it's a hard pill to swallow if you think about it. I mean, it's like... It'd be like me completely changing my name and you being my best friend knew not a single thing about who I was. You know? Like, it's... It's fucking terrifying is what it is. It, yeah, it is. Because it's like... I mean... I've moved away from where I where I'm from um to a completely different state where literally no one knew me and had a roommate who turned out to be a psychopath but you know I think about that and I think about how I could have literally been anybody she could have literally been anybody and while her habits and the way she acted was terrible and annoying it wasn't necessarily harmful, but it could have been, you know? Right. This no, it's fucking terrifying. I mean, the thought that you can meet anybody on the streets and they could... They could be a murderer. They they could be an unconvicted murderer and you would never know. Well, I've, I saw this thing where it's like the average person walks by X amount of murderers in their life and I was like... This is why I don't go outside. Right. Thank God for COVID. This is why I, <laughs> I don't have to. This is why my goals in life involve like a hundred acres of land and no neighbors. Right. Right. No. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's one of those things that like terrifies me about raising children in this world. Is that they're, you know, because you can't control, you can't control everything. You can't control people, but apparently you can't raise your children not to be murderers either. That's true, and I occasionally have that fear. Um, I mean, like, the thing is, is... So, if you would like to see pictures from this case, or any other case that we've done, you can find us on Instagram. At the crime scene pod. Scene, spelled S-E-E-N. Yes, and um, I know we asked for your input, so you can comment there, or if you have more to say, you can always send us an email. You can find the show anywhere you listen to your podcasts. We are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Google, among other. Yeah, a bunch of other ones. So we will check in next week with a new episode.